Let's open up the word to Psalm 18. It's great to be with everybody tonight in the house of the Lord and in his presence. Psalm 18, verse 28. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Verse 28 in the NIV, it says, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. We serve a God that turns darkness into light. Before we knew Jesus, we walked in darkness. Before we knew Jesus Christ, we were darkness. You think of how God has turned our darkness into light? Look at us here tonight. God has turned what was darkness into light. And he's still working on us and working in us to create what he desires. Character and attitude and passion and motive and thinking and ideas and ideals and understanding and action, our God turns darkness into light. Think of your own life, how your character has been changed by God. How your attitudes have been changed by God. How your passions have changed. Your motive in life. Your ideas and your ideals. Every one of us understands what darkness is and what darkness represents, and we understand the effects of darkness, and every one of us understand what light is and what light represents, the effects of light. Light can immediately change an environment. Life offers the ability to see. Light brings comfort and confidence. Light overtakes, it actually overcomes darkness. It overpowers darkness. Now, there is no light more powerful and more effective than the light of God. And when the light of God gets a hold of a person, gets a hold of a life, he lights them with his very light. We're not lit with the light of our own doing or our own self. It's the light of God. Number one tonight, his light is fiercer than any darkness in us. No matter what darkness resides in us, our God is able to turn darkness into light. The darkest life, the darkest heart, the darkest soul, the darkest emotional state, the darkest spiritual condition, the darkest health situation, nothing is outside of God. He can turn that darkness into light. I think of the Apostle Paul, a traveler on the road to Damascus, a persecutor of Christians, of Christianity, of Christ. We may have written him off too dark, too convicted, too zealous against Christianity, too many deaths on his record, too many wrongs. 
Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were in the way, who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. I love it. God didn't write Paul off. See, his light is fiercer than any darkness in us. Look what the Lord did with darkness and how he turned it into light. It's an incredible conversion, and that's what the Lord does in us. I think sometimes we write people off, don't we? Too dark, too convicted, too sinful, out of God's reach. But look what he did with the Apostle Paul. Number two tonight, his light is fiercer than any darkness we face. In this life, we will face darkness. We face trial and temptation and seasons of darkness. Every one of us. We will face them for all our days until we go to meet Jesus. We'll face trial and temptation and seasons of darkness. We will face opposition and attack, and we will face persecution. We will face discouragement. We will face loss. How do people cope with darkness without the light of God? We can't cope, we can't handle the darkness without the light of God. We can't handle the darkness we'll face in this life. The darkness we're facing now, the darkness we'll face in the days to come, in the years to come, in the decades to come. We need the light of God. Now, if I ask for a show of hands tonight, how many here want to face darkness? I'm sure the response would be nil or low. But I want to encourage us tonight that in this life, we will face darkness, but we shouldn't cower at the darkness we face. Going through a trial, take this verse, Lord, you keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Maybe we're here tonight and we're walking through a season of darkness. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Is it a time of loss? The same. Temptation. Lord, you keep my lamp burning. My God turns darkness into light. Maybe we're facing opposition. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Take heart tonight, John 16, it says this, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. 
In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I believe some Christians are fearful of darkness because they somehow believe that the darkness they are facing is fiercer than the light of Christ they possess. They fear trial, they fear temptation, they fear the dark season, they fear the opposition, they fear the pressure, they fear the persecution. If they would only look and realize and come to an understanding that they have the light of God that can overcome and overtake any darkness, we should be encouraged tonight. His light is fiercer than any darkness we face. Number three tonight, his light is fiercer than the darkest scene. You know, when a group like this leaves this place on a Monday night, or when believers leave a church on Sunday, or whenever they gather, when we go out and we face the week ahead, we face the seconds and the minutes and the hours and the days, Many different scenes are exposed to the light of God. As we leave and as we're full of the light of God, and we enter into our place of work, we enter into our place of study, we enter into the coffee shop, we enter wherever we enter, those places are exposed to the light of God. It should be this way. Now, last week we focused on what happens when the Spirit of God gets a hold of a life. And when the Spirit of God gets a hold of a life, the Spirit carries us, God carries us to a place that needs a miracle, that needs life, that needs His Spirit. We heard that God is looking for men and women that He can carry to valleys, that He can carry to dead places, lifeless places. Those places, those situations, those circumstances. And it's the same way when he lights our lamp. He's looking for us to leave church, to leave our homes, and to go and expose darkness. He's looking for us to affect many different scenes. In our city, in our province, in our nation, wherever we find ourselves, God is hoping that the light would be shining bright. That's his plan and that's his purpose. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, we know this well. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What it's saying here is when we leave this place, and we are involved in good works for God, that is light shining. That is light exposing darkness. That is light giving people an opportunity to open up to Jesus Christ. He's calling us to shine when they see your good works. Now, if you got your salvation way down deep inside, nobody's going to crawl down your throat to find it. So as we Act it out 
as we live it out, people see our salvation. People see the light of Jesus Christ pouring out of us. Does that make sense? The voice reads, let your light shine everywhere you go. I love that it says everywhere. (laughs) That you may illumine creation so men and women everywhere may see your good actions, may see creation at its fullest, may see your devotion to me, and may turn and praise your Father in heaven because of it. That because of the light, it's not our own light, it's the light of God inside of us. It's the light of Jesus Christ. Because of that light, people get saved. Because of that light, people are given an opportunity to respond to Jesus Christ. The message reads, now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. As we go about this week, the witness of God, Jesus Christ, is dispersed throughout our city. His light can affect any scene, and His light can miraculously change any scene. We don't know how God will use our light. Our job is to shine. When we shine, darkness is exposed, darkness is peeled back, and people are given that opportunity to respond to the truth of Jesus Christ, to respond to the light of the world. Listen to those words again, that they may see your good works, your light, and glorify your Father in heaven. Your good actions, your devotion to me may turn and praise your Father in heaven because of it as they see our lives, our Christianity, being worked out, you'll prompt people to open up with God. You know, I think a lot of times we downplay the impact of our Christianity. I think a lot of times we judge our light as insignificant and powerless. We actually don't shine because we deem our shining as pointless. And so we do hide it under a a bucket. Or we don't shine like we could. Or we don't respond to certain situations with the fullness of what Christ is calling us to. But rather we hold back. Or we don't shine everywhere. We shine in some places and in others we don't. Maybe we keep our mouth shut because we think my light is powerless. My witness isn't that strong. We downplay the impact of our Christianity. You never know what will happen and what could happen. What can happen as you shine. As we shine for Jesus Christ, we have no idea what he could do. Our job is to shine. It's time we upplay the impact of our Christianity. See, it's not us. It's not pride in ourselves. We're boasting in Christ. It's his light in us. But I wonder how God feels when we downplay the impact of his light in us. He's turning our darkness into light. I wonder how God feels when we speak of our Christianity as insignificant and powerless and pointless. That the power of Jesus Christ is in us, the light of God in us. I pray that we never look at it and downplay it. 
We don't know what God could do. We just got to keep on shining. Don't worry about the results. Just keep shining. God turned you on. I think of a lamp that you go and turn on. You know, maybe not all the activity and all the attentions on the lamp. We're not all sitting around there. But it's on. And it's affecting the room. And when people see it, when people need it, it's there. You just keep shining. People might turn and realize, I need the light. I can't, I can't read. I can't understand life. I can't understand the situation I'm going through. And so they bring it into the light. They bring it to us to ask us for help. That's shining. That's being the light of Christ. Psalm 18, verse 28, the New Century Version. Lord, you give light to my lamp. My God brightens the darkness around me. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Fiercer than any darkness in us. And than any darkness we face. Fiercer than any seam. Again, the NIV, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. I ask tonight, is our lamp burning? God turns our darkness into light. If our lamp isn't burning, let's call on God and ask him to come light our lamp. Our God is faithful, and if we continue in surrender, he will keep our lamp burning for all our days. Do we need some darkness turned into light in us tonight? Or maybe we're facing something. Even in that, God turns the darkness into light. And let's begin to cry out and pray that as we leave and go about our week, that many scenes are affected and changed by the light of Christ as we shine. The Lord is here tonight, and he turns darkness into light. Maybe there's something inside of you, inside of us, some little area of darkness that we struggle with. Maybe we've never really surrendered it to God. Maybe we surrendered it once and then found ourselves wrapped up in whatever it is again, having fallen back to our old way, our old pattern, our old habits. We need to call out and cry out that God would come and turn that darkness into light. Maybe it's our attitude tonight, our character, our thoughts. There's so many areas. If there's darkness inside of us, ask God. Come and turn it into light. Let's stand tonight. Thank you for your light, Lord.
Lord, we thank you that you didn't write us off. And you don't write us off, but you look at us tonight, longing to come and meet with us and change us. I pray, Lord, that we would realize how precious we are in your sight and to you, Lord. That you would give us your light and trust us to shine for you. I pray, Lord, that we would be good bearers of the light. We love you, Jesus.